Tape Community Music and Film. Together of Bayside Radio. Present the Wellbeing Podcast. In this show, we talk about, well, anything really, but at the heart of it, we talk about what is known as the five ways to well-being, a set of habits to encourage us to look after our mental and physical well-being. In this episode... I've always said it, it's a bit of a mantra of mine, we are our best resource, each of us individually. Yeah. Some of us, we just don't know it yet, or we've just never been helped to see that. You, yeah. know? you know, if we could look inward and build ourselves up from the inside out, it's got to be the right thing to do, I think, isn't it? Now, surprisingly, chocolate goes well with barbecue sauce. Do you have a hobby? How important are your hobbies to you? We are Alid, Tyler, Rowan and Bryn, and in this episode we explore how hobbies can connect to the five ways of well-being. But first, a quick word about TAPE. TAPE offers a world of opportunities, where people and communities bring creativity to life. The charity offers a broad range of creative opportunities for groups and individuals in inclusive, safe and supportive environments. And is open to everyone. Our team and facilities support hands-on experiences and opportunities in areas such as filmmaking, audio production, music, photography, VR, art, design and animation, creative writing, podcasting and much more. Workshops and activities take place at the Tape Community Arts Centre in Berthys Road, Old Colwyn, and as outreach projects across North Wales. For more information, visit tapemusicandfilm.co.uk. Search for Tape Community Music and Film on social media channels. Or call 01492 512 109. This is the Wellbeing Podcast. This week, our guest is Fiona Holden, Principal Psychological Therapist from Conway Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services, or CAMS. She introduced us to the five ways of well-being, explained what it's for and how it came about. Um, so first of all, Fiona, can you, can you tell us more about yourself and what you do on a day-to-day basis? And Yeah, sure. Thank you for inviting me. I, this fine. is a lovely way to end my day. <laughs> yeah, so I work in the um, Conway Community CAMS team, Child and Adolescent Mental Health Services, um, and been there for a long time. But I work in the early intervention part of that and been there... A bit of a dinosaur, actually. I've been there since, I don't know, I'm not going to say how long I've been there, Everybody but a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, love early intervention. Uh, my That's where my passion is. That's why I believe if we look after our emotional health and our mental health before we sort of need anything and become um, aware of what helps us tick healthily, then that's got to be good, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, so it's great to... Make you know start working with you guys on this, and I've done other sort of community projects, not recently because of COVID and everything, but mm. we have done things mm. in the past, and I'm always inspired to think what we can get going out in the community. We really only want young people in cams, face to face, you know, if they really really need it. And I think if we do much more in places like Tape, then uh, yeah, then kids start thinking about their own mental health way before they need us. Could you tell us? What the five ways to well-being are and how did they come about? There was a big piece of research done uh, quite some time ago now. The New Economics yes. Foundation yeah. um, performed the research. Yeah, it was, it's a whole population. So it's not designed for anybody with any particular 
um, concern or worry about anything. The idea is it's from the cradle to the grave, it's for everybody and anybody. And, and it's just, it was based on, we've all heard of the, you know, eat five a day healthily, isn't it? And so they wanted to market it in a way that was really familiar. It didn't feel like anybody had to do anything extra. It's just, yeah, yeah, we get that, we know that. So it was based on that kind of thinking and this notion that if you, you know, like if you eat a balanced diet, you'll be, you know, physically healthy. And this is if you do these five things in a balanced way, you'll be emotionally and mentally healthy. And they are about um, it's to connect, to um, learn, to be active, to take notice and to give. I don't remember them. Give yourself a clap. <laughs> I always forget one normally. And it's just those things. As soon as you start to unpick them, Everyone goes, yeah, I'm doing that already. I'm doing that already. Mm. And uh, so no one feels, you know, they can't do it. It's just, but just as it's easy to do, it's really, really easy not to do. We just heard the five ways from Fiona, but here's how they're described in the New Economics Foundation's report published in 2008. Connect with the people around you, with family, friends, colleagues and neighbours. At home, work, school or in your local community. Think these are cornerstones of your life and invest time in developing them. Building these connections will support and enrich you every day. Be active. Go for a walk or run. Step outside. Cycle. Play a game. Garden. Dance. Exercise and make you feel good. Most importantly, discover a physical activity you enjoy and that suits your level of mobility and fitness. Take notice. Be curious. Catch sight of the beautiful. Remark on the unusual. Notice the changing seasons. Savour the moments, whether you're walking to work, eating lunch or talking to friends. Be aware of the world around you and what you are feeling. Reflecting on your experiences will help you appreciate what matters to you. Keep learning. Try something new. Rediscover an old interest. Sign up for that course. Take on a different responsibility at work. Fix a bike. Learn to play an instrument or how to cook your favourite food. Set a challenge you will enjoy achieving. Learning new things will make you more confident as well as being fun. Give. Do something nice for a friend or a stranger. Thank someone. Smile. Volunteer your time. Join a community group. Look out as well as in. Seeing yourself and your happiness linked to the wider community can be incredibly rewarding and creates connections with the people around you. Hope you're taking notes. Now back to Fiona. I suppose it's very important to emphasise that it's, it is for everyone. It's not a treatment. No, oh gosh, it, it no. Is, It's also about prevention. It's just a series of habits to form isn't that's it? a really nice way of describing it habits yeah. is a really lovely word and you know i tell lots of funny little stories and you know i live my life by it and i just think you know if i'm not feeling quite on form or i'm not quite right i turn the webcam in and think come on fiona what what is it you're not doing enough of you know and and I'll always be active, you know, I'm a bit like, a, you know, I don't, I don't sit still for too long. So that's always going to happen. But, you know, if I've had a really, really busy day and I'm feeling a bit tired, I'm, I'm likely to kind of want to hibernate a bit. And sometimes that's right. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes it's not right. And maybe I should be connecting a bit more. And it's connecting in a way that suits you. It's about 
you know, going down and seeing my children, my grandchildren, and that's something that kind of warms your heart. You know, you need to do something that suits you, not sitting in a room full of people. You can feel very lonely and a stranger sat in just, you know, you're not connecting then, are you? So I think it's that honesty about... Um, Am I doing these five things? And not to be obsessed with them, you know, it's just an awareness, I think. And also how when you do one, you can strike off, you know, all of them. You know, I think we we said, didn't we, you know, if I go for a walk, I'm being active, I can take notice of, you know, look where we live. You know, I just said now the sea is like a mill pond driving here. It's beautiful. It's um, a really nice day today. Beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, so you can take notice, you can be active, you can maybe talk to somebody and so that's connecting and that might be giving them something if they've not seen anybody all day and, you know, you've ticked your vibe off in. In your experience of speaking to people about mm. the, the five ways, in your own experience even, um, which of the five ways would you say was the most difficult to encourage or to adopt? That's a good question, isn't it? And I think what we try and say to people is that, you know, we're all quite individual and... You know, some of us, it's about being honest to yourself. Because mm. for some people, um, you know, I've just said to you now, haven't I? Connecting is the one that mind, that's my little dodgy one a little bit, if, if anything. Yeah, because there's, me- there's meeting people yeah. and there's connecting. There's that, that different. It's different, isn't it? Totally yeah. different. You might get a buzz from meeting new people, but... It's not connecting. Unless you make that bridge. Yeah. And then other and people who... Um, might find being active just something that they're not very confident in. You know, they might feel like I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking away that. nervously here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would pick that one. The being active. Would you? Yeah, for me personally. Yeah, it's very. It's uh, to, to build as a habit at least. You know, maybe days come. Where I go. I'm going to go for yeah. this, this walk up the mountain or this run, whatever. I have ne- I've not really been able to form it as a habit. habit. It has to be sort of coerced. Yeah. <laughs> but me. the other thing is, again, is not to make the assumption being active, my act being active will be very different than, than your being active. And, True, yeah. You know, so it's just moving, nudging you from wherever your start point is. So you haven't got to run a marathon. You haven't got, it might be like you just walk around the garden, hmm. take notice of your flowers and, and and the smells and the sounds and, you know, just slowing things down. So when we've talked in schools, we've done a lot of workshops, whatever you want to call them, with, you know, it was Joint Education, Public Health and CAMS did quite a lot at one time. Mm. Um, the family centres promote it, the schools, it's all sort of embedded there. So we want it to become sort of a language, something that um, there's a narrative attached to it so people can be prompted to think about it and go hey that's one of your five a day you know or so that we can be I, th- I think there's a line in the research paper which I really love and I steal all the time which is about being independently mentally healthy and um, I think if we just have that awareness without being obsessed by it and we're all allowed off days all of those things need to be taken into account it's just being true to yourself, really, and noticing that connection between when you're feeling a bit, mm, you know, not quite on form. Is there something I can do in these things before I look outward towards other people to thinking, you know, I might need something extra, mm. you know, and you might as well. You mentioned in discussion with schools, incorporating it into the class structure. Yeah, they've done really well. We did, it was all pre-COVID because yeah. I've got a very strong memory of being in Coyd Petler and they, you know, the schools were really committed in Conway to it. They 
um, provided supply teaching so that teachers could come out. So, you know, the majority, I think, of the secondary schools and some of the, sorry, the primary schools and some of the secondaries um, came on those training. And yeah, I mean, you know, Iskol Tudno was one, my Zoin was another one that came and presented back to us as a, as a, a kind of partnership group. Um, right. You know, to show what they'd done. And I think it was Tudno. It was Tudno talked about how the children and the teachers would have like this walk around the playground every day. Right. So that was about being active. So they'd stop the lessons and they would do that. And this one teacher was talking about how they'd never really had that sort of conversation with the children before. It would normally be about a lesson or just passing in the corridor. Or, but this was just like a nice little stroll. I think it was a mile, you know, I'm not sure. But they walked quite a lot around the playground and they did it together. And so and then they just, oh, I was really touched by lots of examples they'd adopted. And the children were like teaching you know, about learning something new. So you would get, oh, they're just so cute, aren't they? These little ones in the uniforms would be at the front of the class showing the rest of the class what they'd learned. So some yeah. of the schools really adopted it really, really well. But do you think a well-being is a very personal, a very personal, very subjective thing? Um, how does someone gauge their well-being? How would they know if they need it to do more of this certain thing or I think sometimes the people around depending on age and development and young people's awareness of themselves some people need a bit of a uh, mirror don't they so you know there are people in schools aren't there who and we work a lot within schools and family centres to help people just notice to help the you know the, the kind of adults around the children to just notice if they see a change and I think hmm you know so that's why we did a lot of the training with the teachers because we did it with them for them to pay attention to their own well-being you know so when we did those workshops because I'm a big believer if we need to lead from the front we can't be asking or trying to develop something in children if we're not doing it ourselves so mm-hmm. that modeling so that's happening around them and that's why we wanted to do it in the family centers so when the family centres work with parents, etc. So it was this coming from all angles. So the environment would be would be holding it as a concept, if you like, and just it's a bit like when you, you anything you're trying to teach your children, you want you know they'll watch, you copy, you know, and so if it's happening around them and it becomes part of their their existence really, as much as it can be, then the hope is is that they'll work it out. You know, they learn all other things, don't they? But yeah, I think sometimes not everybody is um, able to do that in isolation and that's why we wanted the schools to promote it in PHSE and things like that. And uh, and some people are better at it than others, aren't they? It will start as a two-way thing. Yeah. You, you pass on that knowledge and that that metric to, yes. to, to, the, to the younger generations yes. and then they grow up with that idea, yes. the, the take-notice part yeah. of, the, of the five ways that's a two-way thing you you take notice of others as well as yourself I think what I really like about it is um, it is designed for every age for every individual it isn't doesn't lean one way or the other in terms of culture or or any other kind of diversity or need and so it's just so readily available and it will be so individual I think for each and every one of us in terms of how much we can manage ourselves and regulate our own emotions and look after ourselves but I've always said it, it's a bit of a mantra of mine, we are our best resource, each of us individually. Yes. Some of us, we just don't know it yet, or we've just never been helped to see that. 
you yeah. know you know if we can look inward and build ourselves up from the inside out it's got to be the right thing to do i think isn't it fiona holden putting it succinctly there when it comes to looking after our mental health we are our best resource and perhaps some of us just don't know it yet we're all individuals and so we can approach the five ways to well-being in our own way according to our own needs this is the well-being podcast and this week we're talking about hobbies. One of the things we can do to look after ourselves is to take up a hobby. Since this is our first episode, we thought it'd be interesting for the podcast crew to get to know each other and explore how what we do in our spare time influences our well-being. And with me is Bryn. And I just wanted to ask you, Bryn, uh, what, yeah. what, do you, what do you like doing um, in your time off? Well, I like spending time with my dog. Cuddles. Cuddles, yeah. Remind me, how, how, old, is, how old is Cuddles now? I think how long she's like having? nine months. She's not oh, quite young. Pretty close. Oh, I, thought, I thought Cuddles was older. Okay. Only got her like last year, so... Is she very energetic? Do you have to... Oh, she's really energetic. Yeah. Likes running around the place, going chasing after her, her ball and that. We did that today and she got really dirty and we had to baff her. Uh-huh. She was like proper dirty. There was like sand on her tongue and everything. She'll get dirty, but she does really like to get clean because she'll just, like, jump in the bath, like, at any point to get clean. Because mm. you think, like, oh, they just don't care about, like, getting clean and that. But they do really care because Cuds does want to get clean, but she also wants to have fun. Yeah. And she's really fast. There's dogs that you'd think would be faster than her, like, bigger. She's way faster. She likes to have fun. She likes to get filthy. And does she like baths? A lot, you know. She do, She doesn't have baths. She has like a shower. A shower. I see. Does she like that? Like, does she look forward to oh, that? Do you think? She do like. She'll jump in. Like when we bring up, says like put like towels out and that. Yeah. So the carpet doesn't get wet. She'll like jump in the bath and that. But she'll do that like, anyway. But at that point, she already knows that she is gonna get a wash. Instead of she just randomly jumped in the bath. Mm. Then she comes out all really happy and that. And obviously, it's not a one-way thing. Oh yeah. You obviously get a lot out of it as well. Oh yeah. That sort of that sense of companionship. If Cuddles ever loses her ball. Um, recently, just like like two, three, four months ago, mm. we got a, a ball and tried. We tried it out. She does like going after it, and at that point, she normally goes up to dogs, other dogs, thinking that like they will play with her. Mm. Most of the time, like ninety-nine percent of the time, they'll just play with her, but. When she has a ball, she just doesn't go after dogs. She'll just ignore them when they have the ball. Like, you see some dogs, like, are attached to a ball, but she's not. Like, if she's chewed through, like, a couple balls already. Okay. So, as long as it's been moved around and that, she yeah. can go after it. Yeah, she sounds very mature for a nine-month dog. She was really good. She, like, she did pee and poo in some places, but that was, like, she got trained really fast to do it outside. So she's always been, like, a good dog. Yeah. That was Bryn with... The brilliant example of dog walking as a hobby. Here's Tyler speaking to Rowan. So what hobbies are you interested in? Uh, I'm into a couple of hobbies, including music, songwriting, mm. taking very long walks, so long that I feel drained, and cooking. That's a good mixture. So what type of music do you like to create or listen to? Punk rock, and grunge, and everything really in that type of area. So you want to follow that as a career? Maybe. Uh, I do want to include different types of music. Yeah. Um, mix it up, see if I can create something new. 
Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. If I, if I can't, I'll just stick to the old ways, yeah. Find, create something new, something you'll find along the way, really, I think. It'll come to you rather than you go to it. So what about you? What sort of hobbies do you have? Myself, um, I enjoy sports. enjoy trying to keep fit. Um, my main hobby is music. I do it all day here at tape, and I go home, spend hours working on my own stuff. Just love it. doesn't even feel like work when I'm here. I, I like cooking, like stuff that you'd find in like a bakery or something. I'm just like really good at it. Pastries and things, so. Yeah, I'm really good at making cakes, bread, cookies, basically anything that's to do with that. Everything else I'm not good at, but with that, I'm really good at it. And today I tried out an idea of like little walls, like of pastry, and some dough and that. But they've got syrup in them, so they take syrupy, and they've also got sugar in them. They they were really nice. Nice. I would just like tried it out. I like, just wanted to see what I could do, like with the stuff. That's good. You sound like, like you sound like you're very you're being very experimental. I thought it might not work, but it did. You it know. Did work. Well, see, it paid off. It's not like me. I like cooking, but I do tend to stick to the tram lines a bit. I do cook like the the same six seven meals. On repeat, you know, I, I don't venture too far from what I know unless I'm in the mood for it. I do do different, like, cakes and, like, it might be chocolate, it might be, like, a two-layered cake yeah. with some buttercream in the middle. Think what would go together, you know? Like, I thought syrup is sweet and it works on pancakes. I'm really yes. good with pancakes as well. So I thought in dough it could work. So, and with yeah. some sugar, it would make it sweet. And what ended up happening, it was, like, hard on the outside, but it was, like, soft like a cake on the inside. Okay. But it wasn't. It was just... You know, how you make dough with syrup and sugar. And it worked out really well. So you said you like cooking as well. What stuff do you like to cook? Anything I can. I mean, I used to like cooking sweet things. Like I used to make uh, cheesecakes and things, oh, yeah. muffins. Yeah. Quickly got bored, turned into soups. Yeah. Um, I love making soups. It's just simpler and you just leave it cook for hours. Yeah, homemade proper soup. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Another thing I like to cook every so often is uh, fajitas. Years. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favourites. Cool. Cooking's also it's another form of meditation, like walking, isn't it? It's really relaxing. It just takes your mind off things, and it yeah. makes you think. Like, how does that turn into that with that reaction? Yeah, it's very sciencey. It shows your progress as well, doesn't it? Definitely. From yeah. Start from scratch with a bunch of materials as such, and you can create some crazy-looking dishes. It tastes really nice as well. And it teaches you patience. Yeah, exactly. Which is another important skill to have. Yeah. No, of course, especially if you want to get music. Talking of crazy-looking dishes. Now, surprisingly, chocolate goes well with barbecue sauce. What? I don't know why. What? I know. I refuse I to accept that. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just having a McDonald's and with like what with like one of my friends, and I'm just like having a chocolate cookie. Grab it, and one of my friends like, "How dare you to dunk it into like barbecue sauce?" And I really like barbecue sauce, so I dunked the chocolate cookie into it, and I put it out thinking it was going to be disgusting, but it was nice, and I didn't think it would work. But I think it works the best with is stuff like cookies, like an Oreo or like a cookie. It's a sweet sh- thing with another sweet thing. Like it's sweet, but it's not sweet. Like so, it does work. You think it wouldn't. Not, it, not sweet enough, but you think, what what could possibly improve this? Yeah. Barbecue sauce. Why not? Two yeah. two completely separate things, but they go together perfectly. Same is not said for tomato sauce. 
Right. So you, you, you didn't stop there. You carried on. You think, I tried tomato I sauce thinking it would go well. No. Yeah, do you have a cookbook or do you, do you completely just, wing it? I've, like, I've learned how to do cakes and that. Hmm. And at that point, I just learned everything myself and that. I don't have a cookbook, so I just do it. I, I would find that very uh, much more rewarding, personally. Yeah. A couple of examples of more creative hobbies there with music making and cooking, both requiring patience and experimentation, but ultimately being very rewarding when it goes right. Bryn tells me of another hobby that fits in this category. You're really interested in PC building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think it's really hard to do because you think, like, PC building, you're building a computer, yes. you know? You think, like, I could buy one from, like, Curry's PC World, like... But you couldn't upgrade it. You'd just get a better one for more money. Yeah, sell it off, sell it off and get really, another one. Really, at that Maybe. point, and you think, if like, you, you well, bothered. you can't sell it back because... You can't, like, put it back, you can't sell it online. At the risk of alienating dear listeners who, who haven't a clue about PCs and PC building... Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, because we've got to think about them. Um, I... I Finally got round to building a PC a couple of years ago. Oh, right, well, we get, it didn't go well, did it, I guess? There was, there was a moment of panic when I re- first booted it up, when it kept rebooting and rebooting oh. and rebooting. And that, oh. was, that was stressful. But it was quickly it, sorted out. Like, how did you sort it? I can't remember. I, I could, the only thing I could think of, you bent on the CPU pins? Nothing like that. I hope not. Because it's still... If you're lucky, works. if you bend one of the CPU pins, if you're lucky, the ones at the edges normally yeah. don't matter. They're more like backups for some of the ones next to them. Right. But just avoid bending them at all costs. Yeah. Everyone does it. Like, maybe not everybody does it, but it's really easy to do. I'm, I'm crossing fingers. I don't think I did. Anyway, the process for me was quite stressful, but not oh, as yeah. stressful as it could have been. I, I don't think I would have bitten the bullet and gone for it if it weren't for all the YouTube videos and oh, things like that, yeah. of, of watching other people do it first. You're in the process of building one at the moment. Oh, yeah. I just get in, like, the parts and that. Yeah. It's more of, like, a permanent one. Like, mm. I'm going to be upgrading it, but it's more, like, permanent. Good graphics. Like, it's £800 for the graphics card. You can get a system for £800. Ouch. Well, some hobbies might sting the wallet a bit, but some of the most rewarding activities don't require much, if any, money at all. Obviously, you walk cuddles. Oh, yeah, I walk cuddles a lot on the Um, beach and everything. Yeah. Do you like walking in itself? Do you like going long Um, distances? Or do you enjoy short walks more than long walks? I'm not sure, really, because some walks, if you keep doing them, will just feel short. Mm. You know, and then you think of, like, I've been out for, like, two hours or something. That's the point that it, like, gets to. Do you know what I don't really like about the beach? Like, at certain times of year, which is going to come out soon, like, really soon, like, you can't have your dog on the beach. Yeah. Which is sad. And they give, like, the worst area ever, which is good because cuddles would probably be barking at every single person. She wouldn't do anything. No. She'd no. just bark. And she'd look like the, the savagest thing ever. Uh, you mentioned going on walks. I think walks are really good. Walks and music uh, come hand in hand, really, don't they? They do, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Clear your head. Especially my Spotify playlist is uh, 21 and a half hours long. Oh, really? So I can go. you got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> is there anywhere in particular you like to go to walk? I like to go up the Orm yeah. in Candid now. Or yeah, nice. I like to walk from Colin Bay. Candid now. Oh, so really? It's a very long walk. That was a long walk. 
It's well, at least it. you've got enough, enough music for the whole time. <laughs> or from Bethesda down to Bangor. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a good mix there. Do you go along the main roads or is it um, in the bucks? Both, just depends how yeah. I feel. I live in Colwyn Heights. Well, there's like a valley. In fact, there's like two valleys on either side. Mm. But when you actually go walk down them, they actually... You go further than you think, and I have hay fever, so I have to walk down this valley, and you just go past this, like, fields and everything, like, farmers and that. I just get my hay fever just, like, goes insane. But you don't let it hold you back. Like, I think they all link up. I think one of the woes actually goes to Conway. I just, like, walk around there, and I just saw, like, Conway Castle and that, and I'm just, like... Where these supplies, like how actually close it is to where I live. It's really deceptive, really close, isn't it? Yeah. I always find when I go for walks, sometimes a walk to the shops feels much longer than a walk twice the distance oh. in, in oh, the yeah. countryside, through a valley, wherever. It's literally like, oh, the dodge, isn't it? Time flies when you're oh, yeah. having fun and you're enjoying what you're doing. You have to think about other things. Yeah. Do you know when you come in and find handed knowing that? And you see like hickories? So if you go around like, Big, like, mountain and that's... Well, not like mountain, but, like, hill thing. Mm. So if you go around there, there's, like, an old, like... I think... I'm not sure if it's medieval and that, but it's a house. If you keep walking, and at the zoo, you see, like, a mountain opposite. So you keep walking, you go up there, and it's the mountain opposite it. And you can see both valleys, and you just realise how close everything is. When you're walking down Norwell, you can see... You could see the beach... I just think how close everything is. It seems to me, Bryn, that much like with your cooking and your baking, you're very adventurous with walking oh, in yeah. places and walking with your mum as well. And this pays off because, you, as you say, you, sort of, you get a better, you get yeah, a better you know sense of the world. Yeah. Back to Tyler and Rowan. So did you go, go with you on your own or did you go with I friends? Sh- I tend to just go by myself. I yeah. don't really have friends. That's not an issue. I, like going to walk. I prefer going on walks on my own, if I'm honest. It's easy to get... People dragging behind and you got to wait for them. Being on your own, you can, you're alone with your thoughts on you. It's a good way to get some thoughts out of your head. Definitely, yeah. have a decent amount of time to think about it. I've, I've come up with some random things that I've been going on, on walks. I've just been walking somewhere and I just thought... Because like, I create music myself, so I, when I've been walking... It's like, it's like the perfect triangle, because, um, you know, walks and music create good thoughts yeah, and from exactly. those good thoughts you can write down to yeah. turn into music that you can listen to on your walks yeah, yeah, exactly. and make more music so once you're kicking off it's, it's good yeah I mean, it's the snowball effect because I've done it once I've gone out for a walk and I've only got down the road and I've, I've just had this idea pop into my head about a track I wanted to create and I left the walk and I went back home and started making it but it turned out really well it's one of those things hobbies are good for freeing your mind you've got the knowledge there it's just waiting to to spark. Mm-hmm. So like I just said, then with, with the walk I went on, I don't know what it was that sparked it, but something went off in my head and I just had this idea. It could be anything, you know, seen a leaf on the floor yeah, or exactly. a, <laughs> a car drum by. Yeah. That's why I love the human mind. Uh, I enjoy walking also. I've recently just been to uh, Snowden. I went on Saturday morning, we left the house at half three in the morning and got there for sunrise to the summit, which is really good. Yeah, so the, uh, I've only ever been up Snowden once. Yeah. Definitely good. It's good to clear the mind, definitely, like we just mentioned before. Very long walk, though, isn't it? Yeah. I think it took us an hour and 45 minutes to get to the top. Well, I walk everywhere. Everywhere I walk. I think this is one of the reasons I, I don't particularly... I'm not too fussed on a car at the moment. It's because walking is a big mind clearer for me. Definitely, yeah, but I think I think cars are important, though, aren't they, in this day and age? Yeah. To get places. Not necessarily important. 
Uh, you can get places without having a car, but they are handy to have. If you need to go somewhere dead quick and you can't book a train or get a bus. You feel good for carrying your own thing as well, because again, with music, if you want to do gigging or whatever, yeah. you can't take, you know, three, four guitars. No, yeah. Couple amps and all your cables yeah. on, on a public bus. I don't. No, that's a good thing about what I do. I produce, so all I need is a laptop, headphones, and a charger, and I'm good. You're, you're all right, but yeah. it sucks if you want to do live. Yeah, definitely. So, long, tranquil walks can provide clarity of mind, a sense of perspective of the world, and a source of inspiration for other artistic hobbies. The triangle, as Rowan calls it. Of course, as Bryn reminded me, walks don't have to be tranquil. And this was after the cow chase. Post-cow. Yeah, so I'm just thinking, okay, there's like five to ten cows here, and it's open, and there's only one way out, and there's like wasps that look like those Asian giant hornet wasps. And, and they, they cows and the wasps join forces. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and they... <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, why... <laughs> I never want to do this again. This is the Wellbeing Podcast, and this week we're talking about hobbies. So all these things we spoke about, really, they all come into helping mental health, don't they, really? Because like you've mentioned, you want to get into music. I've been in music for a few, a few years now, I'd say about six years. Mental health is something you need to keep on top of. So it's really good that you've got these hobbies that are balancing your mind out and keeping you level. And you know where you can go to if you feel a bit overwhelmed, you just go on a walk for an hour, stick your headphones on. And then again, inspiration comes from that, doesn't yeah, it? So it's it's a win-win situation. Yeah. That's that's something a lot of people don't realise, especially in music. They don't figure out ways to detox and separate themselves. They just go too much into it and find themselves in a dark hole. But like you just mentioned, you've got these solutions for you when you are feeling a bit heavy and a bit run down. You know where to go to yeah. sort yourself out, which is really good. And I think another thing as well is, you know, people always saying, say, you know, have someone by your side, you know, you need someone to talk to. And I think it's important to practice finding ways around that because mm-hmm. you're not always going to have someone by your side and then you're going to be stuck once you don't. Yeah. So yeah. Learning to survive on your own is, is very, very powerful. It's something everyone should it's be not, comfortable with. It's not possible to actually do, but to practice it. Yeah, of course. It will be in your benefit. Mm-hmm, definitely. Then you can go overboard and you can be too alone to the point where your your social anxiety is really You can't function in normal society. Yeah. It's just it's good to be alone sometimes, but not That's the key, isn't every it? second of yeah, the day. Yeah, don't overdo it. That goes with anything though, doesn't it? Don't overdo anything. I mean, yeah, I'm saying, you know, you you, you want to try cooking roast dinners. I mean, go for it. Yeah. But don't cook it every day. Yeah. Okay? Don't don't <laughs> just don't quit your job, do everything, just cook and roast dinners, yeah. right? You, you not going to work out for you. Keep a good balance of it. Maybe once a month. Maybe. Maybe a bit less, alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this whole podcast is based on the five ways to well-being, isn't it? So the five ways to well-being, being, take notice, connect, be active, keep learning and give. So can you think of any hobbies of yours that do basically all of those? I think, again, music. Yeah? Music, definitely. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why do you think that? keeps you connected because you can you can share your thoughts with others you can get um other ideas helps you be active because you you know you, you can get out get inspiration take note around yeah. it again like that goes in with being aware yeah of course i was just around you know you, you go out yeah. you get 
inspiration from a lot of things. Keeps you learning. You learn yeah, new, yeah, new techniques and things. Music. Yeah. So you're giving, aren't you? Really, you you're giving. Yeah, you're your giving it some art. Yeah. Hopefully, spread positivity with your music, or spread awareness, or just spread good energy. Really. Stay behind the negative mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say cooking could be. Yeah, because you're cooking for others, aren't you? Yeah, of course. Um, you take a notice of what you're doing. And if you go back to, to the cave times, uh, it keeps you active because you've got to go out and find those yeah, ingredients exactly. somewhere. Well, even in the kitchen, you're, you're moving about a lot. Your, your mind's active. You're moving about, doing different things, preparing different things, timings. You're connecting with other people because you're, you're giving them food, but you're also connecting with the cooking. You're becoming the food's friend yeah, before course. you eat it. Or you can even cook with others. It's yeah. a multiple, multiple thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Not in a restaurant, though. I don't think they would enjoy it if you started a, a conversation. <laughs> or well, in a restaurant, they do, because one might make the salad for it, if it's a salad with the dish, and the other might make uh, chips. I don't think you can have com a clear conversation with them, though, you know? Oh, no. No, definitely not. Uh, and then giving, yeah, you're giving people a dish, and you're learning as you're doing it, aren't you? So, again, that does cover all of the five ways. Your hobbies are very impactful to you, aren't they? Because off the top of my head, I can't think of a lot of things that do cover every one of these things. I can think of a lot that cover them individually, but to target all of these things is not a hell of a lot, and your hobbies are the ones that do target all these, which is really good. So you are keeping a good balanced mindset. Trying, it's not always working though, but no. you know, you just gotta keep no, going. Well, you just gotta keep going. That's just life, isn't it? It's gonna beat you up and put you down, but you just gotta keep going. And as long as you've got hobbies like these, where they're keeping your mind fresh, they're keeping you, keeping you going, keeping you good in the head, I'll be all right. Fine. Some poignant points by Tyler and Rowan that get to the root of our discussion on hobbies, which we put to Fiona. I mentioned to you before we started recording that we've been talking about uh, hobbies, which has been a theme for the episode so far. Yeah, it sounds a bit And good. the importance of hobbies and how they can encourage us to maintain ourselves in this respect, mm -hmm. to keep a, a positive attitude to life, uh, to day-to-day to -day life. I was just wondering what hobbies would you suggest? What, uh, what Do you have any hobbies yourself that... So combine all the five ways? Or Nature for me, I think. You know, I love, you know, I like to be active. I ride my bike, I walk, I run, I climb. I, you know, I like to be outside. Yeah, but yeah. again, you don't have to do all of those. I think nature has to tap into, we, we, you know, if we just sit somewhere and listen to the birds singing or, you know, this, I mean, you picked a great day for because uh, outside yeah. is just stunning, isn't it? It's just what a beautiful day it it's is. It's making today. me sad talking about outside while we're in here <laughs> yeah, in this well, studio. So sad, in fact, that we thought we'd go for a walk ourselves around Arius Park, take in the scenery and unwind with recording equipment. The park is popular for dog walkers, and there we met Rob and friend. Um, oh, where's he gone? He's over there, don't worry about him. Where's he going? Right? We, just, we just sat up here and he's gone more. It's alright. It's alright. He does that it, sort of thing. It is a he, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Jip. Jip? Yeah. Cool. Uh, how long have we had Jip? 13 years. He's yes. always 13 years old. I've had him since he was a pup. He's a very sprightly 13. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. See, he's coming back now, so yeah. he's alright. Uh, he's wondering, come on, catch up. <laughs> yeah. Come here, son. He's alright. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so you've had Jip for 13 years. Yeah. Um, how many other routes do you walk? Do you? I do this one because I get dropped off in Old Colwyn after work. Yeah. So the missus uh, takes him for a walk in Abigail up towards it, Tower Hill. Have you heard of that? Tower Hill, So yep. she takes him up towards that way. 
So I go from Old Cohen by the Marine, home now, I live in the Dingle. And then tonight, about seven, after I've had my tea and that, he'll go for another one. And then we go around the fire station and back around this way. Okay. Yeah, that's his last walk of the night, that one. So, very familiar walk. Yeah, and then early in the morning, I go to work. I start work at half five, get picked up at half five. So about half four, quarter, five. I'm taking up round Ada's part then, that's his first walk of the, of the day, yeah. And I'm presuming, I'm presuming he looks forward to it. And he, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He'll let me know. Yeah. Forbid, if there's a day day comes where he can't do the walk for some reason, he, uh, he'll, he'll let me know, he'll let me know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, stares at me, won't talk to me. How, how much do you get out of the walk? Do, do you... I love it. You love it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. absolutely love it. I don't like it when you get people telling me to put him on the lead and stuff like that because I like him wandering round mm. and it's the way it should be. But if he needs to go on the lead, I'll put him on the lead. But yeah. other than that, it's like coming from old Cohen there and I'll put him on the lead. Yeah. But all the way from here, no, let him do his own thing, innit? He's old too enough true. now. Too He's too old true. enough. Yeah. He seems very, yeah. Oh, yeah he doesn't go too far, doesn't want to. No, he'll, he'll say hello, like them dogs over there, they'll say hello. See? He'll go and stick his oar in, but yeah, he loves it. Let him get on with it. Yep. <laughs> Before we go, what final bit of advice can Fiona give us? Never be afraid to try. You know, so some people say, oh, well, he tried that or, you know, he didn't stick at it. I, I see that for young people as part of the journey. It's mm. like, you know, I've got a loft full of clarinets and, you know, all sorts of things that the kids had tried and got for horse riding and, you know, got mm. fed up with and... Did they get fed up or did they just think maybe that's not for me? But we get something from everything that we try. Yeah. And I think, you know, that again communicates this notion that just give it a go. You know, there'll be something there'll be something of benefit, even if you feel, you know, you're not brilliant at it or you don't like it very much, you will learn, you'll know that about yourself then at least. So I just think just do something. Yeah. Do do something. Whatever yeah floats your boat, so to speak. And the act of trying in itself Absolutely. will give you a, a minimum level of yeah. pleasure, even if you're not, as don't you say, you don't persist with it. Don't be to try. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah, yeah. Get rid of that avoidance. Yes. I've been involved with five ways. I've been involved with early intervention. It is like, it must be 20 years, must be heading that way. And I I just never lose my enthusiasm for it because it just you just see people grow. Um, yeah. And it's so much nicer than them coming into a a session in a clinic looking really on you know needing help I'm this is the part of the service that really does inspire me just to help people help themselves and just yeah it's great to see yeah that's that's pretty much a good summary there helping people help themselves yeah, yeah. so thank you for the invite that's fine no absolutely thank you very much for coming in well that's it for this episode we hope you enjoyed it and please join us next time for more fun and chat big thanks to our guests today Fiona, Rob and Jip for taking time to chat with us. Take care. The Wellbeing Podcast was written, recorded and edited by Tyler Jones, Alad Clark, Bryn Burgess and Rowan Driver. With thanks to Fiona Holden, Neil Dunsire, Steve Swindon, Simon Wynn and Bayside Radio. The theme music was composed by Rowan Driver and performed by Heath Williams, Charles DeColes, John Banwell and Alad Clark. The show was funded by Conway County Borough Council, by Colwyn Town Council and Winter of Wellbeing, 
and was produced by Tape Community Music and Film for Bayside Radio.